What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked on Dolphins. Today, finishing our two-part series, looking at the defensive side of the football and where members of the 2022 Miami Dolphins may fall amongst the team's franchise leaders in key statistical categories. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com. Your host here on Locked On Dolphins, and I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. We do have some, uh, let's call them administrative items to tackle today as we get things kicked off. But today's show is going to be focused on the defensive side of the football, active members of the Miami Dolphins, where they could find themselves on the defensive side of the ball in team history, statistics like sacks and interceptions and solo tackles, even though that's an unofficial stat, which uh, makes for a whole uh, bundle of joy as you're, you're trying to sit down and sort through uh, team leaders. But nevertheless, Nevertheless, looking at the defensive side of the ball, you do have some members of this Dolphins team uh, who are tenured, have had multiple contracts with the team. Here's looking at you, Xavier Howard and Jerome Baker, and there's some pretty interesting uh, dynamics that are at play here. Now, one thing that I do want to do is just take a moment. Uh, we recorded the Tuesday show uh, early. Uh, it, it was over the long weekend that we recorded this show. But um, the news that came out about Hank Goldberg uh, passing away was something that came out after I recorded the Tuesday show. So I did just want to uh, offer my condolences to the Goldberg family and, and thank Hank uh, for a lot of memories as obviously a prominent figure in South Florida and Miami sports coverage. Uh, obviously, that news that came in over the fourth. It's been a tough year for that kind of stuff. So uh, thanks for the memories, Hank. And uh, condolences to the Goldberg family uh, for that news that came in over the long weekend. Uh, but on a lighter note, it's that time of year now for us to start getting ready for football season and in particular fantasy football season. And this was something that we did last year that I had a lot of fun with a lot of success with um, my team ravaged with injuries down the stretch, but we did a fantasy league last year and we used the fantasy league as a fundraiser for the dolphins challenge cancer uh, fundraiser that obviously they do in the off season every year and they raise all this money for cancer research and it's a wonderful cause and it's a chance to support the team and the organization in, in a really good way. Uh, so we're going to do that again. Uh, last year I picked out some personalities within dolphins media and they got a plus one and everybody made a donation to dolphins challenge cancer as their entry fee into the league. Uh, now that it's been established, we are going to be doing that. I think 16 teams in the league. And um, we're going to have some prizes this year beyond just playing in a league with some of your favorite Dolphins media personalities. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. But I did want to make you guys aware 
uh, that that is something that's going to be coming down the chute. I think we're going to have some more uh, auction style bidding for entry fees for donations. So uh, just keep your eyes peeled on social media at Locked on Fins with a PH or at Grinding the Tape. Uh, which is my personal Twitter account, uh, for some updates on that. Uh, but that should be set by the time training camp starts. Uh, so, so I mean, we're we're probably talking the next four weeks. We're going to get all that stuff lined up and be able to push play. Because four weeks from now, I, along with a bunch of other in the, the space, are going to be in South Florida for Dolphins training camp. Uh, the veterans... Report on the 28th or the 29th. Uh, and then there's an open practice on the 30th. And then there's open practices on the 2nd, 3rd, 5th, 6th, and 7th. <laughs> so that first week, a uh, lot of opportunity to go into camp if, you're, if you've not been familiar with that news. I will be there for that whole week, uh, which obviously very excited for. So putting that on your radar now. Uh, as well, we are four weeks out from camp. Get excited, but let's let's talk about the 2022 team and let's talk about some of these key uh, statistical leaders. And obviously, the the first place that we have to start is with Xavier Howard because Xavier Howard just got the contract renewal, and we knew he was going to be hot on the tails of some of the best members of, of the history of the franchise, but we did not know whether or not he was going to be here because this contract issue has been a thing for about two years now. Well, they got it figured out. Xavier Howard is locked and loaded. He just turned 29 years old. I can tell you this, Xavier Howard, 27 interceptions is sixth all-time in Dolphins franchise history. He is eight away from tying first place Jake Scott, which is pretty incredible that Jake Scott and Dick Anderson are first and second with 35 and 34 interceptions. Obviously, they let them play more, be more physical in the secondary, but just the fact that those guys played from 70 to 75 and 68 to 77, and they got that many picks in the grand scheme of things is pretty impressive. Uh, Sam Madison, Patrick Sertain, and Glenn Blackwood, the other names between Xavier Howard in first place. Howard, uh, with two interceptions would tie both Blackwood and Sertain. With four interceptions would tie Madison. With seven interceptions would tie Dick Anderson. And with eight interceptions would tie Jake Scott. Now, that's, of course, worth acknowledging because all in all, Xavier Howard's done that, right? Xavier Howard had 10 picks in a season. He had seven picks in a season. Last year, he had five picks in a season. So if he does the average of the last two years in which he's been healthy, and I'm going to knock on wood, he's been healthy, seven and a half per year. So Xavier Howard, when it's all said and done, could potentially be leaving 2022 uh, one or two interceptions away from first place soloing uh, the history of the Dolphins franchise for interceptions leaders before he turns 30. That's obviously a very... Uh, exciting opportunity, and, and for more context, uh, just looking at the um, the games played, Xavier Howard's played in 72 games as 27. Here are the amount of games played for the players in front of Xavier Howard. Sertain, 108, and this is with the Dolphins, not all time in their careers. 108 with the, the Dolphins, two more interceptions for Sertain. 118, two more for Glenn Blackwood. 138 
31 for Sam Madison. 121, 34 for Dick Anderson, and 84 and 35 for Jake Scott. He's on a different left 72, and he's got 27. Excited to see where, where this ends up shaking out. Now, here's what another thing that I can tell you about saving Howard. Uh, passes defensed is not a complete historical snapshot. Um, but according to Pro Football Reference, and they, they don't have like the guys who play in the 70s, they don't, they're not credited with passes defense. But of the players that are credited with passes defense, Xavier Howard is six away from breaking the tie between Sam Madison and Patrick Sertain. The only other player in front of Xavier Howard in passes defense is a member of the Miami Dolphins, Jason Taylor, defensive lineman. Jason Taylor with 72 uh, to go with his eight interceptions and three defensive touchdowns on interceptions, which is more than Xavier Howard, Sam Madison, and Patrick Sertain all managed to post in their respective careers. Uh, so Xavier Howard should, since passes defense has become an official statistic that is measured, uh, he should take first place in that statistic this season. Uh, because he, with 71, is six behind Sir, um, Madison and Sertain, who are, of course, of course, both in the coaching staff. But from a season-by-season uh, -season breakdown, Howard has bested that number four times in six seasons, and the two that he did not was the rookie season in which he played seven games and 2019 in which he played five games. And in 2016, when he played seven games, he got six. So only once in his career, and it's when he missed 11 games, did he not go over that number. So Xavier Howard, at the very least, while knocking on the door for interceptions, should find himself in the captain's chair for passes defense in the history of the Miami Dolphins by the end of this season, provided he stays healthy. Um, one way to make sure that you stay healthy and happy and energetic and enjoying life is the the gift of built bar built bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar these things are high in protein high in fiber but low in calories low in sugar they have 100 chocolate on all of their bars so they're delicious to eat and they're, they're actually very good for you too and it's not like chewing on the sole of your shoe these things they they chew and eat like three musketeers bars uh, it's pretty incredible what they've been able to do right now you can visit built.com Use promo code LOCK15 and save 15% off your next order. That is built.com. Promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. The next interesting player, uh, from a historical standpoint in my mind, is from a sack leader's production. Uh, obviously, Jason Taylor and Cameron Wake are in a league of their own. Taylor with 131 members as a member of the Miami Dolphins, first ballot Hall of Famer. Cameron Wake with just over 100 career sacks, 98 of those came with the Miami Dolphins from 2009 to 2018. Then you have names like Bill Stanfull and Vern Denherter and Doug Betters and Jeff Cross and Trace Armstrong, and those guys are all between 55 and 70. And then you've got a drop, and you got Bo Camper and Baumauer and Dewey and Fernandez and Joey 
quarter of all names. Brian Cox and Randy Starks and Olivier Vernon. And that's like 40 to 29. Then you got another drop to 25. Guys that are coming up on this upper tier of this, I guess, fourth tier in Dolphins franchise history would be names like Emmanuel Agba and Jerome Baker. Uh, Baker has 17 sacks, and he's played for the team since 2018. Agba has 18 sacks, and he's played for the team for two seasons since 2020. Nine sacks per season for Agba at that pace would put him at 27. That would push him in front of Edouard Ogonglier and Marco Coleman and Mel Branch and Tim Bowe and David Bowens and Zach Thomas, who's currently a sack and a half in front of him. So all of those names that I mentioned through Olivier Vernon would still be in front of Emmanuel Agba, but that would put him 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, not a math guy, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, still not a math guy, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16th. With another nine-sack season, Emmanuel Agba could be 16th in franchise history in sacks and put himself in position to move into the top 12 the following season. Because Kim Camper with 40, 2, 4, 6, 8, is 8th. 40 sacks is good for 8th place. Agba's about halfway there in two seasons. That's obviously very exciting, and the fact that Agba got himself a contract extension to get locked in with the team. Uh, you you could very quickly see him start to climb the ranks. Uh, Jerome Baker's a little bit more of an interesting projection, uh, but the last two seasons, I'll say this, he's had 12 and a half sacks the last two seasons combined. So you take that into account, 17 sacks in total, and 12 and a half have come in the last two seasons. If that's if that pace continues, let's say Jerome Baker gets another six sacks this season. He would go from 17 to 23. That would put him 18th, tied for 18th. And then if you account for Emmanuel Agbo still moving up in front of him, he'd be tied for 19th. I mean, you're you're talking about a guy top 20 all time. And the names in front of him, you really don't have a lot of linebackers, especially a lot of linebackers who play time and space off the the first level of the defense. Taylor, Wake, those guys were defensive weapons, but they were rush linebackers. Stanville, Dan Herter, Betters, Cross, Armstrong, Baumhauer. Like, A.J. Dewey's probably the... The most significant name on this list, and Brian Cox. I'll be fair to Brian Cox. Brian Cox as well. Uh, those two guys would be like the two linebackers in front of Jerome Baker for sacks amongst true linebackers. Not rush linebackers, true linebackers in franchise history. Now, Dewey at 38 and a half and Cox at 31 and a half. Baker with six would get to 23. Uh, he'd still have a pretty significant chase to chase down A.J. Dewey, who's currently tied or in 10th place in franchise history. But amongst linebackers who play on the second level, he's very quickly pushing his way up the ranks. He's two and a half sacks behind Zach Thomas, of all names. Does that mean he's as good of a player as Zach Thomas? Of course not. And we all know Zach deserves to be in the Hall of Fame at this point. We'll see how long they're going to drag their feet on that. But I digress. 
so so from a pass rush productivity standpoint, those are the key names that jump off to me. Here's here's another thing that I will say. There are 54 players in franchise history who have logged double-digit sacks. And I say that to acknowledge a few names. Young guys, Jalen Phillips and Christian Wilkins. Phillips obviously set the rookie record with eight and a half sacks last season. Uh, another performance of that standpoint would catapult him. He's ter- currently in solo possession of 61st, pl- 61st place. But if he did it again, he'd go get into the top 30 and be tied with where Jerome Baker is currently at with Larry Gordon just in front of Jared Odrick, Daryl Gardner, and Dom Su, and just behind the likes of Vonnie Holiday and the previously mentioned Emmanuel Agbo, who, of course, will be adding his sack total this year as well. Christian Wilkins, however, um, with eight career sacks, more than half of which came this past season, uh, I, I think can can really start to reshape his narrative as a football player by having another four to seven sack season this season. And if he gets in that range, I mean, 15 is no slouch for interior defensive linemen. 15 is the number of sacks that Daryl Gardner and Adamakon Sue had in their respective careers. Now, Sue was here for three seasons. Uh, Wilkins just finished his third season. But one thing I can tell you is Christian Wilkins is going to get another contract, and Christian Wilkins is only now starting to scratch the potential of what he really truly can be as a football player. So I would not be surprised to eventually see Christian Wilkins get to that Randy Starks level. And Starks played for the team from 08 to 2014, if you're a younger Dolphins fan. Randy Starks was a guy who uh, front multiple, could play 3-4-N, could play 3-technique, could play in the A-gaps, play up and down the line. He played in 54 games as a, excuse me, played 111 games as a member of the Miami Dolphins and had 30 and a half sacks. That is good for 14th place. That's the kind of expectation that I have for Christian Wilkins when it's all said and done. You know, he's not on that pace yet, but I would expect that that business starts to pick up for Wilkins sooner rather than later. How about tackles? I think we do need to acknowledge the tackles because uh, of tackles that have been credited, and again, this is not an official statistic, uh, I see some names on here that played as as far back as started in the the mid to late 80s. Uh, sacks became a statistic in 82 for anybody who who's curious. Uh, Zach Thomas credited with 1,042 solo tackles. There is only one other player in franchise history that got half as many solo tackles as what Zach Thomas was credited with as a member of the Miami Dolphins. And that was Rashad Jones with 599. Uh, Jarvis Williams, safety, played from 88 to 93, is third, 513. Then you have Jason Taylor, Brian Cox, Lewis Oliver, Yermai Bell, Brock Marion, Jeff Cross, J.B. Brown, Channing Crowder, Tim Bowens. That's your top 12 in franchise history. Cam Wake at 14th, Pat Sertain at 16th, 
Jerome Baker at 18th with 265 career solo tackles. Now, if he gets up over 300, he would be the 13th player in franchise history to go over 300 solo tackles for his career. The last three seasons, he's had 76, 70, and 62. So let's put him right in the middle of that. Let's say he gets 70 again this year, which is, I don't think, an unrealistic expectation. Um, 70, 70 solo tackles for Jerome Baker would give him 335. And that would leave him eight behind Channing Crowder for 11th place all time. If he does that for this season and next season, and remember, Jerome Baker's already got contract extension. I'm not a math guy, but 70 times two is 140. Plus 265 will put him at 405. That would put him in eighth place at the end of 2023 behind only Thomas Jones, Javaris Williams, Jarvis Williams, Jason Taylor, Brian Cox, Lewis Oliver, Jeremiah Bell. And that would make him the eighth player in franchise history out of over 400 solo tackles. I don't see any reason why this can't happen. I, I, I quite honestly think it should happen. Now, the main thing here for Jerome is I think you're either going to get more of one or more of the other. And we've talked about him from a sack perspective, and we've talked about him from an, a tackles perspective. If you're going to get the sack stuff, I do think it's going to take you out of position to make a lot of those solo tackles because you are going to be weaponized going forward instead of being a space defender who can use your speed to scrape and flow and find the football and be a rally player. And that's fine. But I do think it is worth acknowledging uh, that I don't think you're going to be able to have your cake and eat it too for Jerome Baker, especially because they flipped the switch midway through the season last year to put him in position to be the pressure player that he eventually became. The last statistic that I want to acknowledge is tackles for loss. Uh, Jason Taylor, in a world of his own, 137 career TFLs. Only one other player in franchise history is within half of the number of what Jason Taylor posted, and that's Cameron Wake with 97. Zach Thomas is third with 70, nearly uh, 50% of what Jason posted. Fourth place in franchise history, Randy Starks, who we've already mentioned. This is another one of those statistics that came on late. A lot of the guys from the 70s and the 80s, they didn't get credit for this kind of stuff. So it's it's an incomplete picture, but it is the record books that the Dolphins have at their disposal. 45 for Randy Starks, fourth place as things currently stand in franchise history. Jerome Baker is 23. Andrew Van Ginkle has 20. These are a couple of players that I don't see any reason why. Zach Sealer has 18. If this defensive infrastructure stays in place this season, Zach Sealer last year, as just as an example, had six. The year before, he had 11. If Zach Sealer goes back and has another 11 tackles for loss, and this is just one player example and goes from 18 to 29, you're talking 12th place all time in franchise history. So this is the luxury of a statistic that. It's a little bit of a late bloomer in the grand scheme of the game. 
you've got a slew of players, slew of active players right now. Jerome Baker, Andrew Van Ginkle, Zach Sealer, Christian Wilkins, Emmanuel Agba. Those names are all in the top 35 in tackles for loss in the history books, according to Pro Football Reference. Agba's got 15. If anybody logs double digits here, they're going to find themselves pretty quickly in the top 15. And if Baker goes off, he's got 23. Let's say he gets 10. He, he's going to be in 10th place all time in franchise history in this statistic. Uh, the top 10 as currently structured, Jason Taylor, 137, Cameron Wake, 97, Zach Thomas, 70, Randy Starks, 45, Olivier Vernon, 43, Rashad Jones, 41, impressive as a safety, Joey Porter, 39, Koa Misi and Ndamukan Su, 37 apiece, and Jared Odrick, tied with Adwale Ogunglier for 10th place with 30, drop off to 26. Then it's Timbo, Dansby, Vonnie Holiday, Paul Soli, I top 15. This statistic could get some really relevant young names. And I would expect that they, before long, will be bridging that gap between Randy Starks at 45 and Zach Thomas at 70 for fourth place all-time in franchise history. This year, probably not. But it is worth acknowledging, hey, you know, for a, a pretty significant number of defensive statistics, the Dolphins are two years away from having a lot of young players. I didn't even mention the name Javon Holland on this podcast. Just that if I asked you how many players in franchise history had at least one interception, can you give me the answer? It's 198. Javon Holland has two interceptions. If I asked you how many Dolphins in franchise history had at least three interceptions, would you know the answer? It's 93. If I asked you how many Dolphins in franchise history had four interceptions, 76. Five, 61. Six, 46. Seven, 41. Here's my take. I'll leave you with this. Javon Holland will be in the top 50 in franchise history in interceptions by Christmas this year. Just a little hot take. I'm going to leave you with the hot take. Hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks, as always, for checking out Locked on Dolphins. Fins up your team every day. We don't just say it. We live it here on the Locked on Network. Thanks, as always, for watching or listening to the show. Hope to talk to you guys again tomorrow. Make it a great Wednesday.